0: hey all. welcome to the common good podcast august 4th it's a thursday talking with astrophysicist paul wallace uh, also professor uh soon to be uh, office tenant at an observatory is that is that news you Light can up share the hill with here. the uh, with, with everybody
1: yeah it's just you know we've got the, the the physics department here at the college has five offices and um you know the great resignation you know that uh sweeping the nation has affected our department and we've had two of our, um, uh, one of them is already gone and uh, actually three of them. It's, it's been a huge overturning of the baskets here in the physics department at the college. And basically, uh, my, my, my dream office has opened up and has been offered to me. So in the midst of the tumult and the uh, overturning of, of, of baskets here, I I've, I've, I've gotten the office of, of my dreams and I'm going to be moving into it over the next week. Excellent. So the next, next time oh, I come okay. to you, I'll come to you from the observatory. Maybe I'll walk around and give you a little tour. Oh, we definitely uh, will be taking with, a tour. With my phone or something. Yeah.
0: Because among other things, that you are my only friend who does such and such. You're my only friend that offices in a observatory.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you, everybody needs one. I'm your friend.
0: <laughs> you, and, I'm uh, your observ-
1: yeah.
0: you and Kamala Harris. Doesn't, doesn't, uh, <laughs> That's doesn't right. does will be the Naval Observatory. Naval yeah. <laughs> Observatory. Yeah. I've heard that. Hey, uh, how's the weather there, Paul? We like to chat about the weather at the start of things. Yeah, sure we do. Yeah, you How know, uh,
1: and you know what Annie Dillard said about the weather. Do you know what she said about the weather? I don't even know. She Annie. said know she that. said there's only like seven things in the world worth talking about, and the weather is one of them. Do you Do you uh, know
0: what the yeah. others are? Do you know the other?
1: Uh, no, physics? no, no. I don't. I mean, I'd like to ask. Uh, I bet it's uh, I bet it's you know, about
0: astrophysics, space, yeah. goodness faith and the common good yeah those are I, th-
1: I think i think space would be in there somewhere uh for uh for annie let's see right now it's overcast it's 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 not particularly hot i mean the heat's been we had a really high week a couple of weeks ago it got up into the high 90s yeah um which is not too unusual for that to happen here briefly during the summer but the humidity has been through the roof um so right now, I mean, we're having days that are topping out at about ninety, which is which is really normal
0: yeah, for, for August here.
1: Uh, but the humidity is really high, and we had lots of rain, and um, and it's just really sticky. And you know, my my grass is so high in my yard now. I just can't. Oh. I go outside, left the house. I can't even look at it because it's just you know. It, Normally by August in Georgia, the grass is getting kind of brown and it's kind of slowing down a little bit, you yeah, know, yeah, it's it's starting to patches get dormant. here and there, yeah, burning not up. not this year. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's like a, it's like tropical down here.
0: We are uh, in for here in the in Minneapolis area. One of those, my watch gives little uh, editorial comments about the weather. I can have an app. I don't know which app it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something pops up on my watch and makes commentary about the weather and said, perfect summer day. Which has been like twenty wow. of those this this summer. It feels like that I've seen those. So wow, just, you know, good for you! Mid eighties, low eighties, lowish yeah. humidity, big beautiful sky. Just yeah, just wow, like, Hi, everybody. The weather says good morning. Welcome to welcome to the earth. <laughs> you know, we're glad. you're <laughs> Well, there's
1: there. a lot of folks who are uh, not dealing with uh, not dealing with that. I tell you.
0: So Paul when a lot of us talk about the days getting longer or shorter we just mean how much sunlight there is in the in the sky right, right? so you know that's a that's a pretty simple thing but apparently this little news headline uh, struck a chord with with me the shortest day in history which is a great yeah. you know wow such a such a that okay so the total headline for people that are reading it shortest day in history colon earth completes fastest rotation ever on June 29th, the an English lab says no reason not to trust the English. No way. But I, I just love the idea that in our language and headlines and you know, just casual talk, we like to say things like "longest in history," "shortest in history," as if we have measurements of all of history. Right, it's such right. a uh, human egocentric uh, narrative, right? Like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know well, because it, it, to June 29th was was the now recorded shortest day maybe I don't know well a million I assur- years ago
1: there was another I day. assure you that when this this is a nice this is one of those really nice headlines that that grabs you uh, shortest day in history I mean that's a s- s- simple to understand but that's really I mean it depends on what kind of history you're talking about if you're talking about since we began timing the earth's rotation to the millisecond level maybe so okay but I assure you that millions of years ago, the Earth rotated much more quickly than it does now.
0: So I wanted to there, chat about that today because I, I don't know when, back in the 70s or 80s, they sold atomic watches, and these were watches that I was told, like a lot of other people, this is a watch that doesn't keep track by, like, t- uh, tightening a spring that's going to move at a certain rate. No, no, no. It is somehow connected to the atomic clock, and I was under yeah. the impression the atomic clock used the movement of atoms or something and kept That's track right. of, pres- of precise time, then come to find out reading this article, they're like, yeah, and then every couple of years, we just like skip a second on the atomic clock. Yeah. Oh, know?
1: absolutely. Yeah. So that the
0: atomic clock isn't accurate. That 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 came no, as a surprise no. to me reading this story, this story today. So tell us about this. The Earth's rotation meaning it's spin, not its journey around the sun, but it's spin.
1: Right. Right. It's spin relative to, you know, the background stars, basically.
0: Is moving at different rate. Oh, it's It's spin relative to the background stars. You
1: have to measure it it relative to something. So if you you assume that the background, that the stars are essentially fixed, if you assume that, then that's what the rotation is relative to. Okay. That's how we measure the Earth's rotation. Is, is 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 against the backdrop of the stars. That's that's the that's what we call the fixed point. The fixed points are the stars.
0: Okay, and is that true? <laughs> the stars are fixed, or are they also do they also have a move a little? Oh while, no, a little, they're they a they're, something?
1: they're approximately fixed. <laughs>
0: All <right>. Thank you. Because <laughs> I was thinking. They, I don't know the the cosmos is expanding, everything is moving. Yeah. okay, so everything moves some so they triangulate or they they use multiple yeah. stars figure out yeah. the the spin of the earth. How do they know how fast the earth is spinning at all? I mean, we're going to talk about the fact the earth is slowing in its rotation overall yeah. but has apparently fluctuations Well
1: let's simplify it and say that you're standing at the equator okay, okay. and and you look overhead and you see a star directly over your head. Doesn't matter what star it is, Some nice little bright star directly over your head. The, the, The rotation rate is essentially measured by how long it takes for that star, for you to rotate around the Earth to where that star is back over your head again. That's what I mean by rotation relative to the fixed stars. Rotation relative to the stars. So if you're standing on the equator, the star is right over your head. How long does it take for you to rotate once around the Earth, you know, for the Earth to carry you around once and then return to that position with the star right over your head again? Okay. That is how.
0: So what you're it. doing with your fingers, which is, the, I'm sure, the right way to do it because you are Paul Wallace, astrophysicist, soon to move into an observatory <laughs> office. You <have> a star. <laughs> That's my entire you, title. Your, yeah. your fingers up top are a star. Yep, star. Your hand below was, this is for the podcast people, was the earth. And then yeah, you started then, rotating, pulling your hand away from you right. and back toward you. What I would have done, because I've seen a globe my entire life, was spun like left to right.
1: right. This is the, the, the my my fist is the Earth. Yes. Okay. This is the North Pole right here. So the Earth is it's rotating finished. this way. So this is half a day later. You're you're falling straight down. Okay. And then you come back around. So why why my brain so broken? So I mean, I mean, just just imagine that. You could, yeah.
0: Go on. No, 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 you you go on. Tell tell me what to imagine, because apparently I can't imagine the right thing here.
1: No. Paul is now searching
0: his soon-to-be-abandoned shell of an office, and he has come up with a coffee mug.
1: Okay, can you you see this coffee mug here? I do. Okay, so this is the Earth's North Pole. We're looking down at the pole of the Earth. Okay. Okay, the pole is right in the middle of the cup here. This is you standing at the equator. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense so far? Yes. Okay. The the handle is me
0: standing at the equator.
1: Han- the handle is you're standing at the equator. Okay. We're looking down at the North Pole of the Earth.
0: Okay, From from and the perspective hap- of the star?
1: Yes. No, no, no. We're looking down at the North Pole. The star is directly over your head. The star is right oh, here. Okay. I see. Okay. I'm, okay. A, I'm, a, I'm, a hor- I'm an outside horizontal observer. All right. Right. So what happens is the Earth rotates. The star stays put here. Yeah. But the Earth rotates around once like this, carrying you with it.
0: Yep, yep, yep. yep.
1: And then And then eventually it's going to end up pointing – you're going to end up pointing right back toward the star again, which is still sitting up here. Okay. That's one day. That's one sidereal, so-called sidereal day. That's one rotation of the Earth.
0: Okay. I got that. So okay. I'm just that's how we
1: measure the rotation rate of the Earth, how long it takes for you to go around once and return it. so that the star is directly over your head again.
0: And that's this atomic measuring oh. – measuring business that they're doing and they're saying it took you know a millis, half a mill a 1.5 milliseconds less to make that rotation yes,
1: exactly on June exactly. 29th that's right which exactly. is actually a pretty big slice of time on, you know compared to how finally how finely we can measure it
0: yeah i mean that was just that was just one of the spins it's not like it because also you mentioned this when we were chatting it before we came on that the earth's rotation is also slowing over time
1: like, yeah, it's been slowing down. You know, um, four hundred million years ago, you know,
0: okay.
1: uh, there were about four hundred days in a year, so the Earth rotated about four hundred times every time it orbited the Sun once. Four hundred million years ago, there were about four hundred days per year.
0: Any idea what's causing this? Yeah. The oh, rise? yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, it's, oh. it's 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 the, it's the moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the moon.
1: The moon is causing the Earth of to slow down is. in its rotation, and that's why normally, why we have to add in leap seconds every now and again.
0: Why is the Earth slowing down the the rotation over 400 million years?
1: Uh, because the moon. Well, I have to go back a few levels here. Basically, have you heard of have you heard of torque? You heard yeah. this phrase mm-hmm. torque before. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how much pressure is put on something to cause it to move or to to cause it to rotate. Rotate, only rotate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's rotation. It's a question of rotation. The moon is is putting a very well for you and me on our scale significant, but a slight torque is, is 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 applying a torque to the Earth and very gently slowing it down over time. This happens all over the solar system. It's not like special to us. This is just one thing that happens because of Newtonian gravity, basically. I see. Um, So at
0: some point, the Earth will, I mean, uh,
1: will... At some point, the Earth will, yeah. I mean, the days will keep getting longer over, over, you know, long amounts of time. And we we basically think of it this way. Hmm. The days today are one millisecond longer than the days 100 years ago for this reason. Wow.
0: That seems like a lot. Is that a predictable – well, I guess it's not a predictable amount because day by day – overall, it's predictable, but
1: day by day – It's fairly – it this, this, this aspect out. of the Earth's rotation is pretty predictable.
0: Hey, does everybody yeah. on the planet uh, have the North, the same North Star? You know, you hear this phrase literally, I was out in Lake Michigan last weekend and we looked up and saw the North Star and had a whole fabulous conversation yeah. about it with the telescope. But not everyone, uh, because people are on different... The planet, I mean, I don't think you'll argue with right. this one, is something close to round. Right. So some people are on, you know, if you're holding the planet, are on the top. Some people are over on the side. Right. Some people are three-quarters right. to the bottom.
1: Like, yeah, uh, not everybody massive. can see it. There, there's a range of latitudes in the southern hemisphere from which you can't see it. And those are approximately going to be something like... Um, well, actually, anything south of the equator, you can't see it.
0: You can't see it. They, do people south of the equator have another version of the North Star? Like, are we just Nope.
1: nope. There's just a. Bl- they've they've got a. They, they don't have a north a South Star. They've got a South Blank spot.
0: What do the they sky. say in South of the Hemisphere for their metaphorical analogy of staying on course? Like, uh, if we say, "What's what's your true North Star?" Well, there's like? a what's your imaginary there's a, North Star.
1: There, there's probably a, you know, the, a particular pattern of stars that are close to the South Pole down there uh, that they use. But uh, it's just happenstance that we even have a North Star. It just worked out that way. Oh, I see. There's no, uh, yeah. and, 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 and not only that, but we, we're not always going to have one. Um, it's, there's just,
0: there's it's, just nothing consistent in this world. Now, how come we're not going to no. always have a North Star? It feels like Earth's, it's the thing that people use as a metaphor of that thing that never changes, right? No, What's no, no. It all changes, baby. It all the changes. Can, it all the changes. It all changes.
1: changes? You um, if, if you take a top, okay, and, yeah. and, and, and spin it, okay. uh, not only will it spin on its axis, but it'll also do something like this. You know, there's percent, ever seen yes. a top do something like that? Yes, called call precision. And the earth does that too. It's got that. No, it's not a wobble. It's, I don't know what. It's a wobble. It is a wobble? It's exactly what it is. It's uh-huh. a wobble. And so right now, our, if, if you sort of drew a line through that axis of the Earth, it would intersect at the North Star. Okay. But in a few thousand more years, it's going to point over this way. And so it's not going to point toward the North Star anymore. Huh. So it so happens that, you know, as, as this axis of the Earth wobbles, it points towards different stars.
0: So I'm looking so, at this at this article. It says um, there are a multitude of reasons, and scientists aren't sure which one has caused this change and speeding up and shortest day and slower days of the rotation, the daily fluctuations, as opposed to just blaming it on the moon. The yeah. Earth's rotational speed could be impacted by its inner or outer layers, oceans, the moon, or the climate.
1: I'm working on a climate one. I don't get that. All the, all the rest of it checked off. I'm, all I'm all not that sure. humidity?
0: Like, is that what it is? The, I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't. Imagine. I don't know what the climate no, is. No, because... Why the
0: oceans? The oceans are sloshing water around and it's... Yeah, but if,
1: if there's any re- if there's any large-scale rearrangement of mass in the planet anywhere, anywhere, it's going to chance the rotation rate. Like, you remember that big tsunami that happened a number of years ago over yeah. in the Indian Ocean, or the one up mm-hmm. near Japan, for that matter? Mm-hmm. Those those were caused by shifts in the Earth's crust under the ocean, and there were perceptible changes in the Earth's rotation rate really? when that happened. Really? Yeah, because yeah, it rearranges the the distribution of mass around the center of the Earth. And when that happens, it's just like a, a figure skater, right, pulling her arms in, she speeds up faster and faster. Yeah if there's any rearrangement of the Earth's mass on any sort of decent-sized scale. That is
0: something else, honestly. Um, I mean, yeah. that, it it just seems like the Earth is so big that, I don't know, one big movement of water shouldn't
1: move right, that you'd whole think. thing. But, but, see, but we, we can measure it so precisely. Oh, I see. You so know, if our measurement, yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I guess that's, I guess that, it was, that's all it, Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. nothing that you and I would have even ever come close to perceiving. Not <laughs> even, not
0: even the most sem- not even the most sensitive empath
1: wouldn't be like, "Whoa, Whoa, whoa, whoa <laughs> a second,
0: <laughs> I'm, I think I'm picking up something here." I think one of the good.
1: one of those aura people that can see auras, you know, one of those kind of people. Yeah. You know, we should
0: probably have one of those folks on and be like, "Hey, when we slow down a 1.5 milliseconds on a, on June 29th, did you like think, boy, I could get a lot done today?" Uh, yeah, no, no, I guess they sped up. It was short. It was sped up. It was shorter. Like I just yeah, didn't have. So, time. I couldn't.
1: Yeah, it just seemed seemed to come and go so quickly. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know it what been late uh,
0: something on on the 29th of June. So I could have said, "Hey,
1: we could have blamed it." Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, the Earth slowed down. What am I? What am I going to do about it?
1: it so like, it, it sounds it like, like you it, ran
0: into traffic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it sounds like even the scientists who measure this don't really aren't quite sure what caused it. Yeah, that's trippy. There's no definite in the articles that I've read. There's no definite. They can't point their finger at any given specific thing.
0: And I I think the article also said 20 of the last uh, speeding up days. So the article says the earth has been experiencing many short days recently. In 2020, the earth experienced the 28 shortest days in recorded history. And just last month, July 26th was 1.5 milliseconds shorter than usual. So 28 of the shortest days in our recorded and shortest days history came in 2020. you know why? I think people, even the globe was like, Donald Trump is so intolerable. We just have to make this thing get over <laughs> faster. Let's speed, literally speed up
1: time. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I really, when, when I talk about recorded history, it's like, okay, how many decades have we, have we been able to measure the rotation rate of the Earth with this kind of precision? Since the 1960s. That's what, the, that's, what the, that's what they're calling recorded history. I'm not saying there's nothing to this. I'm just saying that when you hear that phrase, recorded history, that doesn't mean since like the 10th millennium BC. Uh, good point. You know, point. that means within, within an elderly person's lifetime, easily.
0: So the 1960s, yeah. In our,
1: did, you yeah say an, I mean, did you say
0: an elderly person's lifetime?
1: No, I'm talking about the last hundred years. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. That, that and, would and include both and, and,
0: of us as elderly people. Like, oh, they've been, <laughs> I mean, an elderly person, you know, uh, like, oh yeah, like me and you, like the 1960s when this thing was. No, no, that's no. no. I mean, that's true. Like they've only and, been recording and, and, this and for that's really 60 generous. plus years.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, with this kind of precision, I mean, then, of course, they've been measuring the rotation rate of the earth for thousands and thousands of years. But, but to this precision where this sort of thing is even detectable. But it
0: does long, seem interesting so. that something has happened just in 2020 that caused 28 of the shortest recorded rotation right. days right. in the last 60 years. What? But that that happens in this kind of science in, in science actions mm-hmm. that doesn't like things get clustered together. The, yeah, you know, like
1: yeah, if 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 there's a root cause, you know, there's got there's got to be something causing this, you know. Maybe deep in the Earth's mantle or something. I, well, don't know. I was
0: going to say. I've been freaked out. I don't know, fifteen years ago or something when they were, when I learned that the Earth's magnetic mm-hmm. fr- the situation Field. flips. Yeah, and yeah, kind of every like, uh, every somehow every, every, every we don't every really like know like
1: how often two hundred fifty thousand. Approximately four times every million years, yeah, something
0: like that. But but we're due. Uh, is was the, was the story, <laughs> yeah, we are. It's like we're you know we're sneaking yeah. up on that. It's like the oil change, you know. Um, sure, you know. <laughs> the oil then, change. Sure, you get you know you get whatever number of miles, but uh, three thousand miles. But you know you're you're closing in on it. So I'm every but, time you know, I hear it, this it, stuff, I'm like I'm telling you, I think the I think the magnetic you know, balance is about to flip, and then it just feels like it's it's chaos galore.
1: Lots but, of it, 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 it. Right. but see the, the, those, those switches, those changes in magnetic field, uh, the polarity of the magnetic field, they probably require 500 to 1,000 years to happen. I mean, it's not like it, you wake up on Tuesday morning and all of a sudden, you know, it's flipped. It would it's, be a long, gradual process. And basically, it would be a, a process. What we would see is the Earth's magnetic field getting weaker. That's the way it would first appear, that it's just getting weaker over time. Ah. And that may and that may be happening. I don't know. But, the, you know, over a lifetime, say over our lifetimes, Doug, we, we might see a steady, but a slight but steady decrease in the strength of the field in the midst of a flip. That's what it would look like to us.
0: Well, thank you for that. I, I was under the impression that it just happens. And that's that. And it's um, yeah. it's made it's it's made its flip. But you're saying that's not the case. Well, okay. Well, that,
1: no, yeah. no. Like everything else, it's large better. scale stuff. Yeah. Very few things that are very physically large scale happen quickly. Hmm. Like supernovas right. is one but that happens quickly. But that, that's like the only one I can think of. Uh,
0: we have uh, a an, another story. I don't know if if you're seeing this. Um,
1: I don't, I don't see it but uh, I saw it a second ago. Everything in my world is broken today. I don't I don't know why my
0: category, mm. I don't know why my my ones and zeros are not working the way they're supposed to. I just don't uh You got to keep those straight. I don't get it. All right, so uh the James Webb, our little uh superstar little stargazer <laughs> um oh, Lord, is uh is ca- caught a glimpse of the most distant star in the universe. ta so, uh, okay, as you might imagine, and I sent to you maybe in a brief text, I don't know if you understood my yep. angst about this question, about this article, but how do they know that, uh, that it's the most distant star? It's the weakest amount of light? Is that is that the... Problem? No,
1: no. Um, the way they know this is this. Um, you know, the, you've heard this, the idea the universe is expanding. I've, I've heard this, yes. Yes, yes. That's not news to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it turns out that objects that are further away are moving away more quickly. Okay. So you've got two objects, one of them twice as far away as the other. Mm-hmm. The one twice as far away will be moving away from you twice as fast. Okay. Yeah, that's more or less how it works. Okay. Okay. So all we need to do is figure out how fast something is moving away from us and we can we can translate that into a distance. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, okay. so the question is now not how far away is it, how do we know how far away it is, but but how do we know how fast it's moving? That Because once we know how fast it's moving away from us, we can tell how far away it is. So now we wanna know how fast is it moving away from us. And we can tell that by by taking the light from the star and breaking it into a rainbow, into a spectrum. Okay. And you calculate something known as the redshift. You might have heard that term before. Yes, yes. Yes, and the redshift tells you how fast it's moving away. And once you know how fast it's moving away, that translates into a distance.
0: Okay, so it seems like the impression from this article is that... We have a pretty good idea about the edge of the universe. At least something I read in this article seemed to, seemed to indicate that. Is, that. is that a right way to think about it, that we can know something about the…
1: Yes and no. What, what, what I would say is it, the edge of the observable universe, yes. Okay. But the edge of the universe, no. Hmm. There's no ed- edge to the universe. Again, it's like being… in you know that old Kevin Costner movie Waterworld? That yeah, disastrous yes, thing yes, that uh, came out back in the eighties or something. I was going to say the whole I'm world right just was
0: thinking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the whole Earth was covered in water, like Noah's flood, right? The global yeah. flood. Oh, um, that's what it was. Oh. So, so if you're standing on a boat on such a planet, um, mm-hmm. there is an edge to what you can see. Okay. But there's not an edge to the water anywhere. I see. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. So there's an edge to what we can see in the universe but not to the universe itself.
0: So when they say hey this is just the star that we've that we have some light from and mm-hmm. as far as we can tell this is the furthest away of the stars that we can that we can detect. Right, it's the closest
1: to, you know, in the analogy of the boat, it's the closest to the horizon that we have found.
0: Do you happen to know is there something about this discovering this this particular star that's the furthest away that's it's interesting for people of folks like you no, been waiting to hear this or is this just
1: no 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 well it, you know we, it's, it's like anything else you know when you build a better telescope a bigger telescope yeah. you know you see further you see more you see more detail further away and so you know um we knew we'd find something older than what we found before mm-hmm. and this has happens to be it but um but no there's nothing there's nothing like that that i know of anyway and I'm not in the midst of this research, so I don't know, but nothing that I know of that is, this does not connect to some bigger theory necessarily, no. I see. No, I see. it doesn't change the way we think about the universe necessarily. It more or less fits into, you know, the theories that we have about the universe. It doesn't really challenge any old theories, but it's just an entertaining thing, fun thing to okay. uh, to see.
0: Is Is that fun for scientists or is it... Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Because the article indicates Hubble knew it was there, but now with James Webb, we really get to, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, right, right. Is is that that
0: what's exciting or are there other? Because this is in Futurism, uh, on Futurism's website. I mean, if you've got a site called Futurism, you're really
1: really leaning in,
0: you
1: know. Well, it's always nice to see, you know, it's kind of like, um, when I go birding, think of it Uh this way, when I go birding and I see a bird and I, and and I get a really quick picture of it and I think, Oh, that was a such and so, that was a, that was a yellow rumped warbler. Right. And I'm not sure about it, but Uh I made a good guess based on, you know, what I could see in that, in that brief second. Okay. But then I go home, and I pull the picture up and I blow in and see it in more detail. Oh, I was right. My hunch was right. I was correct. You know, I didn't have proof. It was more of a, just a really good guess. But now I know that I was right. It's kind of like that. It's an awfully specific, that,
0: awfully specific story. Did that happen to you recently? Did you? Happens, uh, oh, it?
1: that happens to me. All, that happens to me all the time. Oh, really? It, 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 basically, it, it, it turns a hunch into a certainty. Hmm. And it's a good, it's a good feeling. Uh, and that, and that's what that's what Webb did with this with this particular star.
0: Is 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 that what birders do? Do do all birders take pictures or no? Oh, is, no, that, is that a I, I classification do. of birders? Like some of them are out there oh, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, oh it's the camera birders <laughs> yeah. versus the non. Oh, oh, birders. there's
1: definitely a distinction. Yeah, I mean the purists don't use cameras; they just yeah. go out there with binoculars. Yeah, because they're birders, and then you've got the, the what who are Sometimes referred to as the long lens people, right? <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I had no idea, but I just yeah. assumed like every other part of our world. It's it's yeah, it's and 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 then, then you know,
1: ways. and 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 you never know with a long lens person if 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 they're interested in the birds at all, or if they're interested just in getting in pretty pictures in their camera, right? Are you are you a long and, lenser? Uh, not really. I, I my pictures Ooh. are dreadful. I mean, oh, they're I really see. dreadful. Yeah, I, every, once every literally 200 shots, I get something worth putting on Twitter. You know, um, but I usually do it to help Twitter me I, identify. Didn- help me? Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: There's a little pun. I usually, pun I usually, t- I usually the, take the pictures. Bird, the, the bird logo, uh, you know,
1: yeah, social media, yeah, Twitter. So uh, I usually take pictures just to help me. I do it less now. When I was beginning, I did it a lot to help me identify birds. Mm-hmm. You know that i because i couldn't just look and know is that you know i'm saying like like totally. I, i'm getting better at that so i don't take as many pictures now as i used to is that is
0: that part of the bias around long lenses is the other people are like you shouldn't need that you should know your birds you should know your sound you no know
1: your no i and i think i i think it's a sense of um like it's, there's a purity to going out with a pair of binoculars only and seeing it and remembering you know what i'm saying and but when you when you try to grab it and you try to make a pretty picture but the but i think the worst the, the the simplest stereotype is that people with long lenses don't really know about birds you know totally it's like they can take really good pictures but then they take a great picture of this bird and they're like i don't know what bird that is it's just a pretty picture oh i see you know you know what i mean yep yep um but
0: uh, But just, it is such a, just again, a fascinating commentary on the human condition that uh, pick your thing and people divide into groups. Uh, uh, You know, we talk a lot about faith and politics and stuff, and it's easy to think that in faith people are always dividing things up and which group is in and which group is out and who's going to write and you can blame religion. And then you can say politics is all this two party business. And how come we can't just kind of all get along? Why do we have to, and then you and just, neighborhoods. Move through, just move through your, your things in your life and somebody, you know, is like, oh, no, those people, they water their lawn, that that crowd down there, you know, their lawn. <laughs> <waters. They're, laughs> yeah, not lawn yeah. water. Just there's no end to it. It, it. There's no end to it. It is So it's it's almost as if we have to get good at just that and not wait for our politics or our religion or, you know, our whatever yeah, right. topic we're into to, to not play by the rules that the rest of the human – Experience uh, plays by. All yeah, right, this this yeah, one was was it was interesting. They're talking about this glimmering uh, antics of a cartwheel galaxy. So yeah. incredible! Again, I just want to check with you. Do you know is this photo that we're looking at on the live stream? And if people are on the podcast only, it's just it's spectacular. It looks like a big jellyfish, a luminescent yeah, it jellyfish does. Yeah. in the sky. Is yeah.
1: this a?
0: Is this a? Artificially enhanced photo, or is this the kind of thing that the James Webb Telescope is is giving us?
1: Oh, it's it's what it's giving us, but it's also, I mean, it's remember, James Webb sees um, infrared light. Okay. Now, what if we if if we look at this picture in visible light, as you and I would see it with our naked eye, it would look similar. Um, it has, it would ha- has the same shape, has the same bright ring in the middle and the brighter ring out near the edge. It's got all that. It would look more or less the same. But some of the details in this picture uh, are of infrared light. I mean, it's all infrared light. But some of the details show up better in infrared light than they do in the visible. But in the to our eyes, it would look similar, not quite so red, for one thing.
0: I see. So this article reads.
1: What um, I love about this picture are all, are all the galaxies in the background. Yeah, Those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Say,
0: yeah. Say, say something about that while I find this. Oh,
1: look at them, everything you see in the background. And now if you look to the right of the big galaxy there, of the cartwheel itself, you'll see a single star. Uh-huh. Little spikes on it. That's a single star, but everything else in that picture in the background is a galaxy. Incredible. And you can see the one just to the right of the cartwheel, that little, blue, that little white one it has nice little spiral arms to it. Over on the far right of the picture. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so, so this article, and and by the way, they call it the James Webb Space Telescope. So now I'm seeing this more often. The the, the abbreviation JWST. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to write the James Webb, uh, yep. Is that is it, that what everyone should get used to? Is when you see a print yeah, story, it's, it's JWST
1: yeah i don't know if they did it with hubble too i think that with hubble they just called it hubbles hubble yeah they would just say hubble um but in as an astronomer i saw it written hst all the time okay Uh, that's how it was shortened yeah Yeah, all the time so um but yeah i think think yeah
0: it's
1: not not jehovah's witnesses knew uh The Jehovah's Witnesses space telescope—they've got their own telescope.
0: Uh, points to the 144,000 people. Uh, okay, so here's here's what the article says: The James Webb Space Telescope's new image of the Cartwheel Galaxy, which I guess is probably a nickname for the galaxy—that it's not really the technical astrophysicist right. name—I'm guessing. Right. Located 500 million light years away in the Sculptor constellation, mm-hmm. is the it's perfect down in the example. South. That's down south from us.
1: Yeah, we can't see it from where we, where you live or where I live.
0: Oh,
1: oh. sorry to say.
0: It's sort of our north star to the people living in the southern. Yeah, north star.
1: yeah.
0: But it says it's the perfect example of a formation in motion. Previously, the mm-hmm. Hubble in 1996, with its unique ring structure, which probably resulted from a high-speed collision between a large and small cluster 200 million years back, is already showing signs of growth. Um So this what what this cartwheel galaxy is showing is like the the motion of the formation of what?
1: Uh, I'll know, tell you now uh, I'm not sure first thing to know is galaxies are always colliding with each other. Okay It's not unusual. We, we can look out in space and see many examples of galaxies in collision, okay? First thing to know in fact our milky way will be involved in one in a couple billion years from now
0: do we have insurance for that do you know is that <laughs>
1: <comprehensive>? <laughs> it's pretty steep insurance yeah um so anyway they collide regularly okay it's not an uncommon thing and that's what we're seeing here and one of the i don't know which one of those two galaxies on the left is responsible uh whether it's the lo- lower bluish looking one or the i suspect it's the lower bluish looking one but i'm not sure Basically, one of those two galaxies has, has, in the last couple hundred million years or so, passed through the larger one, passed through it. No, it's just, so, it's, I know you say and that, when it and it did, that a normal person it, can
0: understand that. I, uh, so, remind us again dude, what, makes, what makes a galaxy a galaxy. It's just a bunch of
1: stars bound by gravity.
0: Bound by gravity. And they're moving. So when, they, when a galaxy collides with another galaxy, it means uh-huh. the stars and other f- items inside that gravitational structure, that's what collide into each other? Or do the forces of – are there some other forces, gravitational
1: forces that are colliding into each Mostly other? Mostly stars don't collide with each other you can have two galaxies more or less pass through each other. But what, so individual stars may not collide. In other words, so so when we collide with the Andromeda galaxy, 3 billion years from now, 2 billion years from now, whatever it's going to be, the sun will almost, it's almost certain that the sun will not interact with any others, will not collide with any other star. In fact, the solar system is probably going to survive just fine. Um, But what happens is that stars disrupt one another because of gravity. Mm -hmm. They get deflected and they start to get pushed off in different directions. I see. Okay. And if you look at that small blue galaxy, you can sort of see there's sort of a tail going off to the left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what we call a tidal, T-I-D-A-L, tidal tail. Yeah, that's a tail of stars that's been strung off of it due to an interaction with another galaxy.
0: Oh, okay. So when they so, see something like that, the explanation is, hey, this thing should be holding itself together because it's a solar system. Yeah. And yeah. the gravity the gravity should be holding all that together. But we can see that there's this piece that's flipping out there. Right. And the explanation right. is it must have interacted with some other gravitational right. force exactly. that interrupted it. Exactly. And that means so, that they, right. that's that's what's meant by galaxies colliding with each other is that the right, gravitational right. pulls get all right. mixed up.
1: They they disrupt each other and they lose their structure and kind of sometimes just fly all all over the place. Um, yeah. But what? But in this case, I believe it's probably that smaller blue galaxy on the left passed through the larger one. Okay. Okay. And it created a shock wave that ran out sort of a circular shock wave that ran out from the center of that galaxy out to the edges. Incredible. And that's why the edges of that cartwheel galaxy are so bright. What you're seeing is the shock wave that was produced by one of those smaller galaxies passing through it. And if you could have watched it over time, you would see that bright ring moving outward from the center of the galaxy.
0: And, and what kind of time frame are we talking about for these things
1: what what's the time frame uh, these a couple hundred million years a um, 100 million years maybe
0: so they're overlapping each other for a long period of time with a collision yeah. i guess because yeah. you know the way i typically think about a collision would be you know i don't know a car or a person and it feels very instantaneous and then right. you know is is over this is like a passing th- by collision that means something really different when you're
1: talking about Right. A galaxy. Right. It's a, it's a, yeah, the whole, you know, when we collide with Andromeda, from the time that, you know, the galaxies begin to be misshapen and disrupted to the time that it's all over, it could be a billion years. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the knows. way, uh, maybe I'll try to pull this up and show it to you and bring it on the podcast. There's, there's some phenomenal, phenomenal computer simulations of what this collision is going to look like that are, have been done. To give you a sense of what's going to happen to the Milky way, you know, in a little while. Just phenomenal.
0: This is a good question from Anna. Anna is, is asking, um, will the cartwheel galaxy wheel continue to expand so I, I had a I, yeah that's a that's such an insightful question that the edges of that light that we see in those images is so curious to me but uh, d- does that yeah well
1: that's that is uh, I'm pretty sure that that is the shock wave itself and so that shockwave will find its way to the very edges of the galaxy and just disappear it's, okay. it's not going the the galaxy is probably not going to continue to expand get larger and larger and larger it's more of just a wave traveling through the material and you that's the yeah the, the article the indicated is, that that this
0: what the James Webb happened to catch here was the moment that all that energy or light was sort of moving away it's not sitting there like a like a pixie spinner looking like that now right that that this was a moment in time
1: no it looks like that now I mean that I that anything. bright shockwave probably took fifteen 50, hundred million years to make it from the center of the galaxy out to the edges. Huh. So it, it does look like that right now. well if, Yeah, Wallace, it does look like that. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks, man.
0: <laughs> in two weeks, are we gonna are we gonna uh, see your see your new uh, your, your new digs? Yeah, like, I'll 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 open I'll, I'll, the background.
1: Yeah, we got a big telescope, we got a planetarium. Uh, we have got a few other fun little things. Uh, it's a great building. you got a planetarium.
0: Yes. I know they great.
1: We need the walking tour of that, so. Uh, I, I, I took my 13-year-old to the planetarium and we laid down on the floor for about an hour yesterday and put on some music and let the stars go. It was great. I don't even know what that means, you let the stars go. You mean I mean, the- I, we, we, we turn the stars on in the planetarium. You know, the, the projects simulation. the sky. Yeah, yeah, the simulation. Huh. And it would lay there and enjoyed it for a while. It was awesome.
0: I've never been to a planetarium, so I think that's why I'm confused. You've never been? Oh my
1: god! Oh gosh! Um, you got one there, right? Somewhere in I don't Minneapolis? know. Probably. Yeah. I, I think there's. Oh my! You know. Oh oh! You never been to a planetarium?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to change that. Well, I, it seems like it. It does seem a little unusual that that. It's, it's surprising. The thing it's yeah. a thing people do but there's a lot of things some people do in their lives that other people never do and when you ask them why they're, and they're like i don't you know i don't know i'm
1: just surprised because you're such an astro buff i thought totally you well me
0: too and like that's yeah. what i'm saying when you ask someone why haven't you done it and they just like, i never yeah. did it it's so yeah. funny i don't i don't know my brother
1: never you, saw star know. wars he was like 11 or 12 <laughs> when that when that came that thing came out yeah I I don't
0: know I never saw I don't know (laughs) I know what you mean hasn't bothered to go back and you know shore that one up
1: yep well thank you buddy
0: hey thank you Anna thank you Jim thanks to all all of you that uh, are listening and commenting and you know uh, tell your friends if you're only watching on Facebook great glad to have you also we're over on YouTube we'd rather have you watch over there for all kinds of reasons because the more you watch there the more it helps our videos spread around over there on Facebook and other places they're good for a moment then they're gone and you know nobody proof. They're just uh they're just a, a vapor uh just a, a glimpse a shadow but over there on uh, youtube boy those things just they just give forever they're just they're <laughs> until the until the galaxies collide
1: that's right, it hey, that'll Rostar. be a while thank you you we will
0: uh we will talk to you all soon bye